for joining Freedom Challenge Online. I'm your host, Tracy Doherty, the director of the Freedom Challenge. Our mission at the Freedom Challenge is to do good by helping enslaved women and children, to do more than you ever thought physically possible, and to do it together by connecting women with a heart for a hurting world. Hello, Freedom Sisters and listeners. This is Tracy Doherty, and this is the very first Freedom Challenge podcast. I am thrilled to be here with you. I'd love to tell you a little bit about myself. First of all, I have been the director of Freedom Challenge for getting on three years now, and it has been a journey I have loved. I am a native of Southern California. I actually live in San Diego with my family. My husband, Dan Doherty, and I have been married for 28 years, and we have been in full-time pastoral ministry together for getting on 30. So it's been quite the journey together. I am also the mother of three fabulous kids, actually two adult children and a son in love, my daughter, Drew, my son-in-law, Ryan, my middle son, Dawson, and the little left in the nest, his name is Hudson. He's 14 years old. That's a little bit about me. You know, we created this podcast to provide an ongoing voice for all the Freedom Sisters in this movement. And Freedom Challenge has now been going for just about seven years. And we really wanted to create an ongoing platform where we could connect, we could be inspired, we could be educated from other women and also other thought leaders in this freedom movement. So I'm hopeful that you'll be joining us several times a month to continue learning alongside of us. Today, I am actually with my very good friend and colleague for Freedom Challenge, Miranda Sprague, and I am so thrilled that she is joining us. Welcome, Miranda. Thank you. I'm so glad to be here for the first episode. I love the Freedom Challenge and the community we have. So great to be here. I want to tell you a few things about Miranda and brag on her a little bit. She is actually the Freedom Challenge coordinator. It's a big job. Those of you who have ever been on one of our events knows exactly. This girl is tall in stature and mighty in spirit, and I'm so grateful to have her with us. She also is a native SoCal, and she is the wife of Joey Sprague for seven years and the mom of the two most adorable children you have ever Mm. seen. Can you tell us a little bit about your people? They are so cute. I have Jeremiah, who's almost three years old, and he is just a force to be reckoned with. He's got a big personality, and he's so much fun. And we have our three-month-old baby Harper, little girl, and she's just as sweet as can be, and we're so excited to continue to have our family grow, and they're just so sweet together. I love my littles. If you have not seen these kids, I'm telling you, they are beautiful and such a joy to my life. Mm -hmm. I love how you are mothering them and loving them and doing that along the journey of ministry as you do what you do. It's pretty remarkable. It's amazing. I love bringing them along. Yes. A couple other things about Miranda is she is an outdoor enthusiast. She enjoys hiking. I think you'd have to, right? Yeah, to work for here. (laughs) (laughs) Camping, backpacking. She is always, as long as I've known Miranda, has been passionate about women. And she's also served on a church staff. She's discipled young women for many years. She's always got people in her life that she is pouring into And she has coordinated and planned many events, weddings, events. This is her expertise. 
But in addition to that, she's passionate for seeing women and children worldwide be set free by the power of love and the gospel. And she has been devoted to this for many, many years. So would you tell me a little bit more about that? Yeah, I just love to see God's kingdom continue to expand women and children, both near and far. And that's the whole reason why I got involved here at the Freedom Challenge and the movement and devoted myself to it. All right. So speaking about getting involved in this movement, we wanted to take a little time to talk about how the Freedom Challenge actually started and the why behind it. Oh, man. I love this story. There's so many great women involved and people. And I'm so thankful that you and I actually got to be near and dear to the woman who began it all, Kathy Anderson. What an amazing woman. We love Kathy Anderson. And I have a feeling those who are listening to us even now are going, we love Kathy. So Kathy was a remarkable woman. The way that my path intersected hers was, for those of you who don't know, as I said before, my husband and I have been in pastoral ministries for 30 years. And Kathy and her family, her husband Mark, were a part of our church at the time. And so she actually is a mother for a wife, um, like I said, for Mark Anderson, who actually still is the estate planner and lawyer for Operation Mobilization. So just a quick overview about Operation Mobilization. Freedom Challenge is actually fueled and a ministry of Operation Mobilization, which has been around for 60 years. Amazing organization. 60 years. So longstanding, started by George Verwer as a teenager with a heart for the world. That man is still alive, and he is I think last time I had a conversation with him, he said, you know, I really don't speak that much anymore, only about 200 times a year. And he's he's in his 80s. (laughs) So Operation Mobilization is currently in 110 countries with 6,500 workers worldwide, many of which are in creative access countries, places where the gospel would otherwise have no opportunity to hear the love of Mm -hmm. Jesus. When you think about the stats of the unreached world, it's remarkable to be a part of such a great organization. Such a great mission and goal and vision and operation mobilization. Yep. So as I said, Kathy was a school teacher and she was a retired school teacher and she, her heart was ignited with this idea of how many oppressed women and children were living without a voice throughout the world. She had heard a message on human trafficking And as many of us, our hearts were awakened with the fact that this is still happening in our world and not just happening, but increasing in the way it happens and the global landscape of how it happens. So her heart was really captured and burdened by this. Mm -hmm. So at the same time, she also was an outdoor enthusiast. Um, When you talk to her kids and her family, she was always dragging everyone along to hikes and so forth. I can see it. And she was actually going to go climb and summit Mount Whitney. Which... It was like her second or third time yeah. because she's afraid of heights, which I think second is Second or third time. Mm-hmm. If anyone listening has summited Mount Whitney, you know it is a beast. And if you have not, you should know that this is the highest freestanding mountain in the U.S. Mm-hmm. And so this south is... South of Alaska. South mm-hmm. of Alaska. Okay. We got to get that correct. <laughs> so anyways, she was attempting uh, to summit this again and really had it in her heart to overcome this gripping fear of heights. So 
she did it. She did it. She did it with along with the help of her husband and friends. And it was at that time that God began to speak to her about this idea um, that was birth. What would it be like to put women in challenging physical situations and doing it in the name of women and children all over the world, sort of combining these passions, you know, uh, challenging yourself, doing it on behalf of women in the world that she was burdened for, and raising a truckload of funds as you did it. Yeah, finding the will to overcome and freedom for yourself within that, also doing it for the freedom of women and children around the world. Yeah, and the interesting thing with that is, you know, so many people can resonate with this fear of heights. Did you ever have a fear of heights? Not of heights. Not, no. neither I. I had more fear of, like, sleeping in tents and being cold. But the fear <laughs> of heights, it is it is quite a thing to overcome. And, um, you know, she began to put together, you know, what would it look like if we brought women from all over the world together? And of all mountains, she picks Mount Kilimanjaro, which is... Again, a beast, Killy, in Africa. And so she began to work with OM and casting this vision of would this be a way that we could engage women in this cause? And so they bought onto that. There was a remarkable OM leader at the time named Surya who really joined on to, and so many others, you know, like the vision was given to Kathy, but at that time for Mount Kilimanjaro, there were multitudes of people within OM and even outside that really bought on. I know that Annalise, who is now the Freedom Challenge director in Africa, was on that original trip and so many people. So altogether, it was 40 women from all over the world that actually climbed and summited Kilimanjaro. And this created such a stir. I mean, they raised hundreds of thousands of dollars. Their lives were changed. They did far more than they ever thought they could. And people were paying attention. Mm -hmm. And that summit marked the very first official Freedom Challenge. The very first official Freedom Challenge. And on that trip was Tina Yeager, who is now Reigns, who actually was the next director of Freedom Challenge, who really took it combined with Kathy even a little farther than those humble beginnings. Mm -hmm. And from there, if you can imagine... Just thinking about this, a group of everyday, ordinary women going to the Everest base camp. Crazy. You hear about Everest and you're like, who does that? Well, there was a group of women who did it and they raised money and they shared about human trafficking. They also did the Alps. And that was, again, another remarkable thing that just got the attention of people. People are like, what are you doing, ladies? Yeah. You think of people who run triathlons and 5Ks and 10Ks, you know, for a good cause or raising money. And I love how Kathy just took it a step further. Yeah. Let's do Everest. Let's Let's do do Mount Kelly. Let's do these major challenging physical activities that can help also raise funds and awareness. Yeah. Yeah. So from there, you know, those of you who know Kathy know the story of her being diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. Um, It was heartbreaking for all of us. She had built such a real sisterhood, um, a movement, and um, there was so much fruit that was happening. And so when she was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer, it was a rather quick decline, as is sometimes with cancer. Heartbreaking for all of us. One thing I love about Kathy being her friend and at the time her pastor's wife is that she taught me so much about what it looks like for the righteous to pass mm. from life 
to eternal life. If there was ever someone who had written another story to leave behind for us to be discipled by, it would certainly be Kathy and even Mark Anderson and their family showing us how to die with dignity and to really leave behind a beautiful legacy. So I'm so grateful to have been a part of that. I know you watched that too, Miranda. Yeah, I mean, Kathy just had those bright blue eyes and glowing face. And every time you would see her, she just radiated something of Jesus that I'd never seen on a woman before. Truly remarkable woman. I mean, I think of the story that you've told me of just days before her passing, going and visiting Mm -hmm. her and snuggling in bed with her and her just talking about such encouraging things for someone who's going through something traumatic, but also the joy of knowing of where she's about to be. Yeah. She said she was not afraid to Mm. die, that it was almost as if Jesus was sitting straight in her lap. Some of the most remarkable memories I have to date are spending time with her in her last days. What an amazing legacy. So from there, you know, Kathy Anderson passed away. And I remember um, myself, because we were part of her memorial, it was a joy But one of the things that was real significant memory for me was my own journey into Freedom Challenge. And that started at the Seven Summits. And Mm -hmm. so what I remember about that is for years, actually for two, really, Kathy would talk to me a little bit about her journey with Freedom Challenge. And, you know, just as a person that was her friend, listening Mm -hmm. to common, what should we do here? What do you think about that? And that was so fun. And there was one day... When she announced that there was actually going to be a domestic, the first domestic challenge in the U.S. at the Seven Summits in Colorado, I could sense that the Holy Spirit was poking me to participate. (laughs) And if anyone knows me, they can truly, if anyone knows me pre-Freedom Challenge days, you know that my biggest exercise was probably stretching a little bit. I had never been camping. I did not own any tennis shoes. No, I'm (laughs) not. not. So here's the thing. For anyone who says, I'm not outdoorsy and that's not for me, I think God had the greatest humor in picking me to do it because I am most at home in my heels. Yes. This is true. I remember you said you showed up to the first training hike for the Seven Summits in your daughter's cheerleading shoes because you yeah. had no exercise shoes. No, no exercise <laughs> shoes. I actually have a picture of Kathy and I on that hike. I had no backpack. I had a, um, a sling bag. Oh, yeah. I had a sling bag and Drew's cheer shoes. So what's interesting about that, though, is even the internal resistance that I experienced in saying yes to the seven summits. I could feel the Holy Spirit saying, you have these places of laziness in you that are hidden Mm. and no one will know because you have a dynamic front. So when the Holy Spirit started working on me, I'd like you to go and this is about you, not about others. Mm. I held that in my heart for, I would say, a good month and only talked to my husband about it. (laughs) And I'll never forget, because I kept saying, the minute I tell Kathy this, she's going to look at me with those fiery blue eyes (laughs) and I'm going to be in. I won't have a choice. Mm -hmm. And so I just withheld doing that. So one day he said, what is holding you back from going to the Seven Summits in Colorado? And here was my answer. I don't want to be cold and I don't want to get up early. (laughs) And as I heard myself say, I don't want to be physically uncomfortable, Mm. it began to show me all the reason why I needed to get out of my comfort zone and do something very tough. Mm. Needless to say, Seven Summits was the hardest thing I've ever physically done. I can say... Maybe even to date, 
It wow. was in four days, seven summits that were 14, now that you know yeah, the data, 14, 14 2, 14, mm-hmm, 3. And it was beyond difficult. It was grueling mentally, wow. physically, spiritually. There were times that I was like, I'm done with this. I have nothing to prove. And I could feel the Holy Spirit saying, I've got you. I've got this. Just pressing me to complete this. And it was so much of a transformational experience. So beyond that, I began to see, because we were in the pastoral ministry, how powerful of a discipleship tool this was for women. Right. Because I saw in my own life, I was combining this physical laziness because Mm -hmm. I believe that, you know, the physical cracks open to this whole realm of spiritual. Absolutely. So... You know, we had this physical piece. We had sisterhood, doing it together, cheering one another on. And then we had purpose. So as I was transformed in this experience, I also began to see, wow, this is a powerful way for community and discipleship to happen with women. Right. As a pastor of a church, it was appealing because it's more than just, here's another organization that we're asking your members to give to. It's far more engagement yes. personally physically all of that it's a you know present yourselves as a living sacrifice, sacrifice. it mm-hmm. really truly is a living sacrifice because women are they have to say yes mm-hmm. they have to organize their whole family to say yes mm-hmm. they're investing personally for the trip itself because right. we know that all of the funds raised go directly to the ministries mm-hmm. then they're opening their mouth and they're fundraising, they're sharing this story, they're training their bodies, they're getting on an airplane, they're doing hard things. There is so much living sacrifice, truly transformational. For over 60 years, Operation Mobilization has been bringing the message of hope through Christ to men, women, and children across the globe. As a ministry of Operation Mobilization, The funds we raise support projects that focus on freeing women and children worldwide. To learn more about Operation Mobilization, go to omusa.org. So from there, after Kathy's passing, it became clear that there was a need for some new leadership. Tina Yeager at the time, who is now Reigns, was feeling God was moving her on. And you can imagine, because this has become such a tool in my life, local ministry, that I was really concerned, you know, what's going to happen to Freedom Challenge? And it was at that time I got a phone call, you know, from someone at OM that said, would you consider submitting some names of people that you think would possibly be good at directing this ministry? And I remember thinking, well, yeah, send me the information and I'll pray about it. Mm-hmm. Um, you remember even on that Sunday, you and I talking about that. Yeah, you'd come up to me and you said, yeah, you know, wondering what's happening with the Freedom Challenge. And you just said, you know, I got a call to be asked on the board of helping figure out who could maybe be the new director. And I just remember being, wow, what a cool job that would be. I mean, you get you get to be with women. You get to go and do physical challenges, me being outdoorsy and travel. And I just remember saying that to you. Yep. And I remember you saying it to me. It was the first little seed plant that stirred something up. You know, I never put myself in context of this again because I just didn't consider myself an outdoor person. Right. Like when they asked you yeah. about a director, it wasn't like, oh, I could do that. It yeah. was, it was okay, yeah. Yeah, I'll think of yeah. some people. I don't want that ministry yeah. to die. I want it to keep going. It's valuable to me. And so I had sat down to 
well, actually, I forgot to pray. Someone called me and said, who, who are you going to submit? And right. I'm like, oh, that's right. I'm going to pray. So I prayed. And I could literally feel the Holy Spirit, almost like a little prod, like a friend. You should do that role. Hmm. And I shut it down. Came back to prayer again. Same thing. You should do that role. And then finally, you know, everything in my life, the decisions I make are more missional as I get older. Like, what is what is my best yes in the next right. 10 years? And so it was almost like the Holy Spirit said, this has everything you love. Women, you love to disciple women. Mm-hmm. Missions, your heart has always been for the world and the least of these and vulnerable women and children and educating on the word of God. Mm. So it was like in that moment, I could feel the Holy Spirit saying, I'm asking you to let go of what's in your hand to pick up what I'm asking you to carry forward. Mm. Thus, conversations with husband, children, church leadership, and it was beautiful. I made the call and said, I'd actually like to submit my name as one that would be open to taking this role. It really was a God thing. I still sit here laughing at how I am actually... (laughs) directing this ministry for those of you who are listening who say that's not my thing come and have a conversation with me yes. i still sometimes think that's not my thing right? outdoor in the, in the outdoor the part no. the challenge part yeah <laughs> but but yet it's been so beautiful in oh my, my life. gosh beautiful. i love because you sometimes like you want to stereotype this role and you would yeah. think oh i go to an event and the director's going to be you know wearing all the Patagonia, they're going to be really just yeah. comfortable. I love at every event when Tracy gets to dress up, she dresses up I'm in her heels. Up. She's that is who she is. But you've just done so many challenges now. Where have oh, you gone? Oh my goodness! Yeah, April 2020. It'll be three years. We have done Machu Picchu. Woo! Rainforest. That was your first one. Walk Coming in, in Peru. Oh my goodness! Estes Park in Colorado. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, that was right coming in. Bryce Zion, the the canyons, the Grand Canyon, that was... Backpacking. Wow. <laughs> With wow. a fever, right? With a fever <laughs> and other things that we won't discuss online. Um, and then we've done Mount Hood. We've taken women to India, to Greece, to Bangladesh, to Africa, to Moldova, to Thailand. I mean... It's taken you everywhere. Everywhere. I put the miles on. Yeah. Um, but it has been one of the greatest joys and surprises of my life. One thing, last thing I'll say, it was about a year ago. I was at an event in Oregon. It was Mission Connection. It's a very large mission conference that I've gone to. And I was asked to share about the vision to the group. It's about 5,000 people there. I was sitting, getting ready to stand up. And as... I'm getting ready. I don't know why I have my phone by me. And someone sends me one of those Facebook pictures that Mm -hmm. says one year ago today or whatever. Mm -hmm. So the picture that was sent moments before I stood up to share the vision to this big group of people was a picture of me and Kathy Mm. in my cheer shoes (laughs) on that first hike. And it says five years ago today. Crazy. So what who would have hit, thought? Who would have thought? And I say this to everyone listening is that sometimes it's just the first uncomfortable yes. yes. Sometimes it's the first awkward yes. Sometimes it's I showed up not prepared. I don't know what I'm doing. I only have cheer shows. And then five years later to the date, mm. how am I standing up 
to share about this vision. Thousands of people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I mean, even in the little things in our life, sometimes right. we minimize our small yeses yeah. that get us to the places that we're supposed to be. I love that verse in Luke that says, he who is faithful in little will be faithful in much. And how in your faithfulness and just that small step of, yes, I'm just going to be a participant in a challenge and get uncomfortable, how it's led to so much bigger things that the Lord can really entrust you in because of your obedience. And I just think, Tracy, you've done such a great job in this role. I mean, like you said, you would have never thought, but God did. You can just see it through your giftings, through your personality, through who God's created you to be, that this is just a perfect fit. And it really, like you said, it's just brought all your passions, maybe not the outdoor part. It's becoming more of my passion. You are. Yeah, you're doing a great job with it. The outdoor is becoming my sanctuary. Yes. I have, I have become. You're always hiking and walking now. I have become a member of REI. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So with that, Miranda, tell, tell us, our listeners, and let's reminisce a little bit about your passion, your involvement, and, you know, as the Freedom Challenge coordinator now. Yeah. My why as to why I initially got involved and how I'm here still today. Kind of similar to you, Tracy. I attended the church that Tracy and Pastor Dan pastored and Kathy and Mark had also gone to. And as Tracy was getting more involved with the Freedom Challenge, invited Kathy to speak at a women's event. And Kathy just shared, again, the vision of the Freedom Challenge, some of the stories that have happened. And uh, it was really appealing to me because unlike Tracy, I am a very outdoor enthusiast. My husband yes, and I love are. backpacking. So I was like, ooh, a chance at this time to go to Wyoming and go to the Teton Mountains. That just sounds so great. So my initial yes is because of the adventure, the outdoor part. <laughs> but, you know, God had really been speaking to me specifically that year. I felt like he gave me the words to take me higher and take me deeper. And um, in that time of my life, I was really going through this journey of emotionally healthy spirituality and Mm -hmm. realizing that I had lacked a lot of empathy and just emotions and feelings in general, just because of things in my past and whatnot. And that he was really ready to take me to new heights and new depths, both physically by climbing these mountains, I felt like was part of it, but deeper the empathy that I would have to, if I really did this challenge well, enter in the emotions and the reality of the women and children and the oppression that they were going through. Mm. And so I felt like that's God called me to this challenge specifically more for the empathy part to really engage more than just writing a check to an organization or even the physical part of doing the hike, but to allow myself to get burdened and to have my heart Um, break for what breaks his and it was such a great journey from everything I mean the training hikes when you participate in a challenge you want to train you have months in advance that you're preparing and God really took me in those times not just physically training but times of prayer and of reading stories and allowing myself to really just feel the things that are going on in this world and in that brought so much healing and freedom of my own I mean I cry more (laughs) do I do I'm like an easy crier now, right? Yeah. (laughs) Between that and being a mom. Oh, yeah. yeah it'll br- it brings you to good tears. It brings you to good tears, you know, and I just have seen such a different change in my ability to be empathetic and whatnot. And so I did the Wyoming challenge and I loved it. I mean, the physical aspect of it, loved it, but so much deeper, not only the empathy part that I felt each day. I remember a specific part. I was like, wow, you know what is really challenging about this is every day I was I was feeling victory, right? I, I accomplished that hike. I got to where I needed to be. And and then the reality struck me that 
I've been feeling victory and freedom every single day. And these women and children are still waking up every day with no hope of freedom. Wow. So when I left that challenge, it wasn't a period for me. It was a continuing story of Mm. my journey of saying, you know what, just because I did one challenge, it doesn't mean that these women and children are still waking up to the victory and the freedom I want them to. So I kept involved however I could to keep engaged and giving and participating. But, you know, I became pregnant, I think, like, honestly, a month after that Wyoming challenge and then had my sweet baby boy. So, you know, the physical part of actually going to challenges just wasn't available to me. But in that period was also when Tracy became the director. And I remember you came over to my house to meet our sweet little boy. Yep. And actually, I think you had already met him, but it was it had been a couple months and you wanted to see him. And then uh, you just kind of proposed this idea of, hey, we have the person who organizes our mission trips, which is another side of the Freedom Challenge, to see the projects that we support, um, who's stepping down. Is that something you're interested in? And I was like, you know what? That would be great. I could do it from home with my little baby and I'm passionate about missions and this cause. So I said yes. And in that, it actually just turned in because of my event background and the event coming up the next year. You asked me to help plan that. And, you know, it's landed me today to be the challenge coordinator for the Freedom Challenge. And it's just been such a joy now to have planned Bryce. Zion, Grand Canyon, Mount Hood, Mount Baker. We have so many regional challenges going on this year and working on Israel, you know, and we have so many great challenges to come that I'm really excited about. And so it's just been such a blessing to be able to use my gifts in this way and grow. And I've met so many amazing women along the journey, man, the Freedom Challenge community and sisterhood is like none other. I have friends in Texas and Florida and Ohio and Washington. It's just so cool. And to do it all as a stay-at-home mom, a work-from-home mom with two littles is honestly the biggest blessing. And I'm so thankful, Tracy, that you've brought me even deeper into this journey. I mean, we're on staff, but I think so many women who participate and become the sisterhood have a very similar why and keep engaged and keep involved. Right. I could, we couldn't we couldn't do it without Miranda and everybody who knows knows they know if you've been to one of our events it is a god appointment and what i love about all of our team is that as you said you really get it in your blood there's your something blood. beautiful about the sanctuary of the outdoor where mm. god is speaking to you he's healing you there's something remarkable about multi-generational You've got, I think, at our last hike, we had women in their 60s, in their 40s, their 30s, and their 20s. And everyone is stripped down to no makeup, a little bit in their backpack, the same goal, stinky. (laughs) There's no, we're not thinking about you're a bank president, you're a stay-at-home mom. Everybody is on the same playing field. And it is It is a ripe place for the Holy Spirit to bring freedom in women's life. There's something interesting about the freedom challenge I love because when you think about oppression and human trafficking, it is always against the disempowerment of a person physically. You're taking something from them that should be theirs. Mm -hmm. And then when you think about women being empowered to do something physical. Wow. It's like like an antidote Mm -hmm. to something. Something's taking away from someone, but yet we're choosing to even afflict ourselves in this place of suffering where God is meeting us. Right. So there's a real, like, 
I don't know, prophetic picture almost in this exchange. And you feel it on every step on that hike. Yep. So something happens that just gets in our blood that we're like, we we just have to continue. It's not a one and done. Mm -mm. And if you're listening and you've done a one and done with the Freedom Challenge, we just really want to welcome you to stay part of this community. Again, this is why we're starting this podcast because we want the voice of this movement to be a norm in your life. You keep hearing from other sisters. We want to hear from you. One, I mean, you're not always in a season of life to where you could just take off a week and do a major challenge or anything like that. Or, you know, like I'm home with two littles. It's just not always practical. But there's so many other ways to keep engaged now than just our major challenges. I mean, we have missions trips, which, again, is is a pretty big involvement. And we have our regional challenges coming up, which are ways that are more accessible, more local. But I think the biggest thing about the Freedom Challenge and the, the participants and the women that get involved is you become a voice for the voiceless. And that can keep going. You yes. keep bringing awareness. You yep. keep raising these funds in unique and tangible ways That's that you can do at your home and your community. Mm-hmm. Because like I said, it's far beyond than just doing a challenge. It's remembering the women and children daily who are facing this problem. And we can yes. do so much to help. And even this year, um, or last year rather, we started our prayer challenges. Oh, those with, are great. You know, knowing that the fuel behind what we do is it's really fueled by prayer, the supernatural. So being a part of a prayer challenge, there's just so many ways to get involved. Mm -hmm. Um, Again, one of the things I love most about the Freedom Challenge is the do good, the doing justice piece. Women need purpose. Our hearts anchored to the truth of the gospel that nothing really changes apart from the God of the Bible. So when we hear, what does the Lord require of you but to do justice? Mm. So this this doing good or yeah. doing justice and doing more than you ever thought physically possible. I am the benefactor of people pushing me and encouraging me and cheering me on to do something physical. And in the doing of the physical for me, it opened up to deeper places in my soul that Mm. needed his freedom and then doing it together. So often women are starved. They're isolated. They're not connecting. They may be communicating through Instagram and social media, but they're not connecting. Right. So something happens on those trails Mm -hmm. that's connecting them. Something happens in those trainings that are connecting them as they're doing it together. Yeah. And you really do. I mean, there's a sisterhood. Like I said, I I love that I can call on my friends throughout the country and even the world. I mean, I've met so many amazing women worldwide who have come and participated. And even though we have very different jobs and families and places we live and interests, this one thing kind of brought us all together. This one thing mm -hmm. brought us together. Mm -hmm. So as we close out here, Miranda, do you have any do you have any closing thoughts before we do close out? You know what? I just think the biggest thing is the reason this specific episode was just to encourage you guys on the why. The why it started, the why Tracy and I are here, and the why as to hopefully your why. Um, And Tracy just talked about, I mean, the Freedom Challenge here is to do good, help oppressed women and children worldwide, to do more than you ever thought physically possible, and to do it together with women and building community. And I just think that's a great why. It's a great why. Well said. 
If you're listening, I would love to encourage you to, well, first, subscribe and then pass the subscriptions on to your friends and men and women. Um, Continue to interact with us on this podcast. Um, It's it's meant to include all of our Freedom Sisters and expand that voice. We really want this to be a place where we're hearing, where we're growing, where we're maybe crying together, praying together, mm. and all of those good things. So until next good things time, to come. good things to come. And so until next time, thank you for joining us. God bless. For more information about what we do and how you can partner with us, please check out our website, thefreedomchallenge.com, and follow us on Instagram, the FCUSA.